0: Alright, hello and welcome back for episode 13, lucky number 13 of the PATH Podcast. We're glad that you've joined us. I am Jason.
1: I am Derek.
0: And uh, today we are going to be looking at the pinnacle of this PATH that we've been studying over the last uh, 13 weeks. Uh, And so, um, it's really exciting. Uh, We're going to have kind of a, a changeover in the way that... Our podcast works uh, in the weeks ahead. We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. Um, but uh, we hope that you've enjoyed this journey down the path uh, toward uh, the resurrection that we we're celebrating uh, this week. Um, but um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Derek, before we get into uh, the, the meat of the, the resurrection this week, uh, Derek, just talk to us for just a second about this journey that we've been on. Uh, as we kind of come to a summation here this
1: week, yeah, absolutely. So, well, number one, um, we began this journey thirteen weeks ago um, on the path, uh, in particular. But really, it's been a journey uh, for over a year. It was in March of 2019 that we we dove into the Book of John as a church, and have kind of been walking through that for a year. So. This is a 13-week journey. Um, that this podcast ends, but it's really uh, a 52-week or more uh, week journey uh, through the Book of John. And man, I, you know, it's just got a lot of um, a lot of truth to it. You I know, mean, just a lot of, of of gold. You know, gold nuggets of truth uh, that we've looked at. Uh, but we kind of end. In a similar place that we began, and it's the the uh, end of our chapter here, uh, of verse chapter twenty, beginning in verse thirty, uh, and it says this: It says Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that you, by believing, you may have life in his name. That's John's purpose of writing this book. It's really been the purpose of this study in the book of John, and uh, really going to be the purpose of our podcast today. Uh, And so after this is all kind of said and done, we are going to move into a new direction, uh, staying at least one week, finishing out John in chapter 21, uh, but it kind of goes into a new series uh, that we're going to do um, called Arise and Go," and it's lessons in obedience from the Apostle Peter and then also uh, from Jonah. So we're going to use Chapter Twenty-One to kind of bridge this gap between uh, you know our our study in the Book of John to uh, our new study in the Book of John Jonah, looking at obedience. We're going to continue. This podcast to kind of look at uh, those different messages as well, but it's going to be a little bit different. Today is kind of a close on the chapter of uh, of season one of the podcast, and then kind of the next uh, the next uh, series and, and podcast uh, podcast commentary, if you will, or, or, or our communication about it, or our discussion about it is going to be uh, kind of a, an in-between moment for the two seasons that we were uh, f- uh, planning on doing. So you might want to talk a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah, sure. So um, just to kind of let you know what's coming down the road, uh, we're, we plan on, on being in this uh, sort of in-between season uh, for about six or seven weeks. Uh, And it's going to be, I'm really excited about it because uh, as we'll talk about here in just a minute, that uh, looking at this path that Jesus has been on uh, and that we are on as well, it affects our path. Uh, And so it requires us to respond in some way. Uh, And so what we're going to see uh, is that we'll we'll have some really great lessons in how are we obedient to what uh, Jesus has shown us, what we've learned as we've gone through the Gospel of John, all those things. Uh, so we'll be in that for about seven more weeks. So we're looking at probably 20, 20 episodes in quote unquote season one. Um, and then we'll take a break for a little bit uh, and we'll start back uh, later on in the summer. Um, but we're, I, I'm really excited about what we've got coming in the future. I don't want to give too much away yet um, because I want you to tune in when that comes, but, um, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward over to these next few weeks as we look uh, at some different things too. Um, But I think what we'll do now is I'm going to read John chapter 20, uh, and then we'll talk about um, kind of the culmination of this path that we've been on. So, John chapter 20, uh, you can follow along with me, starting in verse 1. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter. And the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloth lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloth lying there, and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in and saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had laid, She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you." Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. All right, so um, a triumphant uh, culmination to this path that Jesus has resurrected from the dead, Um, and so the question that I want us to discuss for a few minutes is, um, how do we, as believers, because we see a couple different responses here, how, sh- how how should we as believers respond to um, what we have seen on this path
1: yeah absolutely so I mean this is um, this is a huge uh, a huge thing I mean number one we see that um, john and and Peter uh, got to the tomb they see these linen cloths laying there and it uh it says that when when the other disciple uh who had reached the tomb first also went he saw and believed and so like John is helping us to understand how how big of a situation this was for them and really for himself because he that's how he describes himself is the the other disciple or the one Jesus loved or these kind of things um that that when they saw this, it was kind of like all the light bulbs went on, you Mm -hmm. know, um, Jesus is not here, but his stuff is not just laying here. It's like folded up neatly. And John realized in that moment, you know, belief came to his heart, came to his life. Um, of course he, John says they didn't fully understand that the scripture uh that he must rise from the dead, um realizing that, but but that is happening in their place. You know, uh, that's that's what we have to uh, I mean, really that's every, everything that we believe, do, say as as believers hinges on what we believe about Jesus' resurrection. You yeah. know, was Jesus um fully uh, killed, yes, was he fully resurrected? Yes, and we must believe those things because everything hinges upon that, of course that's what the scriptures show us that's what John is helping us to find out and understand uh, as he's writing these things is that uh, the resurrection hinges on uh, you know everything that we believe hinges on the resurrection, everything about our Christian faith, everything about Jesus. Hinges on the fact that he is—he um, came back from the dead. He resurrected from the dead. His—he—he um, he defeated death, hell, and the grave and sin uh, by dying to all those things and raising again.
0: Yeah, I think that's a—it's a fantastic point that um, th- this is this is what our faith hangs its hat on, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. fact that that this is proof that Jesus is who he says he is. Um, mm-hmm. That had had the resurrection not happened, he just would have been a really nice guy, a really great teacher, um, but not really much beyond that. Um, and the resurrection, I think, on a couple of levels, it proves that um, number one, he is who he says he is but number 2 that that god accepts his sacrifice for our sin like mm-hmm. this this would be the proof of that that the sacrifice has been accepted and that our mm-hmm. sins have been atoned for which um that that's something we should celebrate right mm-hmm. that that um that the resurrection or that that god does accept the sacrifice otherwise we we are without hope we we mm-hmm. still need that sacrifice to be made um c- complete side note here uh, but can we just take a second to acknowledge the fact and appreciate the fact that John takes an opportunity to get a dig on Peter here in scripture um, to remind everybody for all of eternity that he's faster than Peter?
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he makes sure you know it twice. He says that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hey, the guy, the other disciple outran him. And then he brings up again the other disciple, you know, the one who had reached the tomb first. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I love it, man. I uh, I almost said something about it, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to say (laughs) something. I know you really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I I, I think it's cool. Yeah,
0: I think it's hilarious to me. I think it's, I think it also, it's just, It is so what a group of guys would do to each other. (laughs) like It's this incredibly triumphant and super theologically important moment. But John says, oh, by the way, don't forget I outran you to the tomb, brother, Um, which is awesome. Um, But so um, let's talk for just a second. I I wonder what your thoughts are on the fact that um, Mary Magdalene is the first person that Jesus appears to here. Um, I think that's very significant, uh, Mm -hmm. considering the, the cultural climate of the first century. Um, but talk, talk about that for a couple of minutes.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, just the fact that she is a woman, um, is significant considering the culture. Jesus, uh, transcends, uh, he transcends culture, the culture of the day in this moment because, the very first person he reveals himself to um, is this woman who was um you know uh, by most accounts people believe she was the woman caught in adultery that Jesus kind of wrote in the sand uh mm-hmm. at, you know so um you know this this is a woman this was a sinful woman uh you know it, it harkens back to even Jesus speaking to the Samaritan woman at the well uh you know Jesus. Uh, for his uh, own purposes, for uh, to show that uh, salvation is for all uh, men, women, uh, Samaritan, uh, um, Jew, uh, Gentile, you know, he transcends the cultural norm in this moment to uh, reveal himself to uh, this, you know, quote-unquote uh, sinful woman, and, you know, I think it's huge, man, you know, um, women are not second-rate citizens in yeah. the kingdom, right and there is significant um, scriptural proof that um, God works in all people's lives of all yeah uh, race, creed, gender, you know, God works regardless of what culture, how culture thinks he ought to work. Uh, and so I think that's huge, man. I think, you know, uh, you know, I'm not in, in any way trying to, to state that anyone is above anyone, um, even by saying this, but what I, I'm just noting this fact that this Mary Magdalene, you know, this woman, um, who, by all human accounts, had no right to be the one God, the resurrected Christ, revealed Himself to first. Now, yeah. Jesus saw differently, and I think that's significant. I think we need to mark that and think that, think about that, uh, and as we minister to folks, um, we have no right to to discriminate how we minister to anyone uh, because Jesus wouldn't have done that. Uh, yeah. Jesus is, um, now Jesus, you know, he told her to go and sin no more when he caught her in adultery. You know, I mean, I'm not saying Jesus just, um, ex, you know, <laughs> accepted her how she was and didn't want her to change, but, but it is significant that he, um, uh, is working in her life and, and, you know, had this type of relationship with her, that she was able to be the first one to to go and tell the disciples to deliver the message of Jesus being resurrected, to deliver the Easter message uh, yeah. to a, a group of kind of daft individuals at times. You know, these guys are like, yeah. "Oh, what's going on?" You know, even Thomas, we see that a moment. It's like uh, you know, kind of head headstrong in this moment. So, you know, I I, just, I think it's a significant thing to note. Uh, I don't think there's like a prescriptive thing that we find sure. because Jesus did this, but I do think it's something important for us to know and to consider as we minister ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. I think that um, you know, especially in our in our recent climate, like over the last year, uh, especially even within uh, Southern Baptist denomination, um, the the issue of men and women and how do we interact in ministry has been a huge thing that, that's that been a talking point. And, um, and I think we, we don't have to look any further than the Gospels to see that this was not an issue for Jesus like it is for some of us nowadays. Uh, and so um, I, I just love the fact that that's captured in Scripture, uh, the fact that um, that, got, that there is no hierarchy of people who receive the Gospel in a certain order uh, for Jesus, which I think is, is – Vitally important for us, like you said, as we minister, because we we don't get to go and pick and choose who who receives the gospel. We weren't we weren't told in the Great Commission to go and decide who you think needs to be made a disciple. We were told to go and make disciples. Right. And I think it's important. Absolutely. Um. So for a few more minutes, let let's talk about um Thomas, if we could, for a second in that situation. Um. I I think that we don't, um, I think that we get, that Thomas gets a bad rap. I mean, he he's always known as the doubter from then on. <laughs> I mean, we, we talk about doubting Thomas and this was not the only thing that happened in Thomas's life. Um, and yet he gets that moniker because of this one instance that happens. Um, and yet I think if we're honest, uh, more of us are like Thomas more often than not. Um, and um, and yet we also have um, – we, we also receive a blessing here for us who have believed in Jesus and have not seen him. Uh, and so if you wouldn't mind, elaborate on that for a few minutes about that aspect of, of doubt that, that Thomas exhibits here.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, let's just say, yeah, Thomas, when he hasn't seen Jesus, everyone else has – you know, he's like, hey, well, I gotta, I'm gonna have to see his scars or whatever. But as soon as Jesus walks through the locked door, Thomas is like, yep, I believe, you know, I mean, so (laughs) his tune changes to an extent. So I think that that's one thing to note is that, you know, as soon as Jesus shows up on the scene, Thomas doesn't have to put his hand in his, you know, he doesn't have to look at his side, he doesn't have to see the scars, you know, uh, like he said before. Um, You know, I, I think, you know, it is important for us to scrutinize, uh, you know, in fact, um, uh, Paul says that we should test, uh, I think it's Paul, that we should test the faith, uh, test the spirits. If we, if something happens and, you know, uh, we, we need to check it out according to scripture. Well, Thomas, in a way, is just kind of saying, hey, you know, hey, I appreciate you guys, what you saw, but You know, I need to see this with my own eyes. Um, You know, I I can understand that. I can uh, commiserate with that as well. Um, But I do think it is important for us to see. As soon as Jesus walks through the door that was locked, you know, he just kind of appears in the room. Yeah, Thomas is like, yep, that's all I need, you know. (laughs) Right. uh, Of course, you got Jesus who then says, hey, you've seen me and you believe. And he's not like saying that's bad, but what he's saying is like, the people that will never see me because I'm about to ascend to heaven uh, and believe in me, uh, they're, they're blessed, blessed because of that. Well, man, that's, that's me and you, you know, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we have a faith in Jesus not based on anything that we've seen based on this guy's testimony, uh, John's testimony, Thomas's testimony, Peter's testimony, uh, we, you know, the testimony of the 500 people that Jesus revealed himself to, uh, over, you know, the time that he was, uh, between his resurrection and his ascension. Yeah. So, um, you know, but, so we're blessed. We, you know, we're blessed, uh, because of, um, God revealing himself to us, uh, in that way. So, yeah.
0: So, um, so as we're here sort of at this, the end of, uh, the path I mean you know there are a few more things that um, that we'll talk about in the weeks ahead where Jesus' path on earth is not completely finished yet at this point, but the the climax of everything has has occurred uh, here with the resurrection from the dead um, and so we're we're sort of left with a a a choice to make right um, that are we going to accept what we read here? Uh, and are we going to let it affect the way we live or are we not going to? Um, and so, um, if we could try to, you mentioned this, uh, at the beginning, but this has been for our church, a, a over a year long now journey through the book of John. Um, and so to, to draw that whole, that idea kind of, kind of to a close, um, talk about for just a second about again John's purpose uh in writing all this um both for believers and for those who have yet to believe
1: yeah I mean John says it so succinctly himself so I mean I mean that's that's important I love John puts this aside in there you know he's yeah. he's not just saying that, you know here's the story of what happened he's saying look This is what, you know, when I ran to that tomb and I saw that those grave clothes were there, um, I believed, and it was this resurrection that helped me to respond that way. And so I'm writing you not as just someone who's known about these things or heard about these things, but I actually saw them with my own eyes to heighten your level of belief. In Jesus, you know, uh, my hope is that at the end of this series, at the end of this uh, kind of going through the Book of John, is that what our church will have found is that our level of belief has grown. You know, you know, we have a lot of folks in our congregation who are, you know, a lot of them have been believers longer than I've been alive. You know. Uh, we also have people who just been Christians for a very long time I myself have have known Christ uh you know for over 20 years and um but i think there's a an opportunity for believers for their height their their belief in Jesus to grow to heighten to level up and that's what john is doing here he says uh, Jesus performed many other signs of the presence of disciples that aren't written in this book. So there's even more that I could have told you about. Yeah, but, but these are written particularly importantly so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, so that your level of belief in him could be heightened, could be raised. Uh, he's the Son of God, and that by believing in him, mm-hmm. you may have life in his name. And I think that's it, man. It's like belief yeah. in Jesus brings life belief in Christ as Messiah belief in him as son of God brings uh, a heightened uh, living toward that. It, it's that idea of the path, you know, our path is enriched. Our path is, um, is, um, uh, enriched is the only word I can think of right now. It's, 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 it's made better because we believe in Christ it's it you know we are walking closely more closely with him uh, on the path um and so you know i think john is basically saying look this life that you live i've written it i've written about all of these things so that you can join jesus on his journey uh, and and it would help you to have Abundant life in His name. So that's my hope for it, man is that we uh, believe more of Jesus uh, each and every day because of what we've learned here. That our path is enriched, is enhanced because of the life we have in Christ. Uh, and my hope is that people looking in can hear the the testimony of of john but even the testimony of us walking with christ and bring life into their life and belief into their life so yeah
0: absolutely man i think that's great stuff i think i think that's kind of a a really good summation point for us uh, as we kind of draw our time to close here today um but I, i'm actually really looking forward to the next few weeks uh as we talk about you know we we've we've Walked down this path with Jesus. And now, um, I'm really excited about making that turn from theoretical thought of what Jesus did to how does this apply to what I do on Wednesday at 10 30 AM or Saturday at four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and so I, I would encourage just as a little bit of a plug uh, for the next few weeks. Um, I'm really looking forward to see how the idea of obedience naturally flows out of coming to this point on the path uh, with Jesus. And so um, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about what is coming in the days ahead. Uh, and um, do, you, do you have any final thoughts or words uh, before we finish up today's episode?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very tempting to kind of give you, uh, you know, a little taste because I mean, the very first thing we see is how uh, G- before Jesus ascends to heaven, he's got to make sure that his disciples, particularly Peter, uh, are are ready to be obedient. Yeah. You know, Peter had a big fallout, man, that we we haven't really talked much about because we've kind of been saving it for uh, you know John twenty one, uh, where G- where John um, I'm sorry where Peter denies Christ three times. Yeah. Uh, well. Got, Jesus gives Peter an opportunity to be obedient to him mm-hmm. three times, um, yeah. and so he, he, Jesus undoes or helps Peter undo that. I don't want to get into it because that's going to be the the idea of next uh, the next uh, podcast. I, I will say, you know, it might be helpful at this time. Uh, I don't know if you can do this or not. I'm, I'm well. I know you can do it. Um, But I don't know with Easter coming up. I don't know if we have all the uh, the time and resources to do it. But it'd be cool to at the end of this video maybe have a a little video plug like a teaser or something for the mm-hmm. rise and go. I think that will help people kind of see that. I, I'm especially excited about the graphic for that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's kind of a cool theme and and thought uh, with Peter and Jonah. I, I'm looking forward to next week uh in this transition moment, you know, of moving yeah. from the path to uh this new series uh where we look at obedience in the life of Peter and then Jonah, an old testament minor prophet. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm uh I'm very uh interested and intrigued by what, what's ahead of us here. So um but yeah, so we, we would love to hear from you now. Um, we'd love to to hear how this whole journey down the path has impacted you what what have you learned what have you seen uh, in these these 13 weeks as we've gone down the path of jesus um, you can comment on this youtube video you can uh, comment on facebook uh, or you can email us at the path at lafay at first. life uh, we would encourage you to reach out and connect in one of those ways um, and we hope that uh, you'll continue along with us as we now transition into a little bit different aspect of our path as we follow after Jesus. But until next time, I'm Jason. I did. We really appreciate you joining in with us on the Path Podcast. We'll see you next time.